Welcome to He Gets It Podcast, a platform used to inspire and educate listeners on difficult issues that affect all Americans. If you would like Carlos to speak at your next event, please log on to honoraysenterprise.net for booking information. Get ready to step out of your comfort zone with your host, Carlos and Tatum Honore. All right, let's go. It's Friday, everybody. He gets the podcast live from Houston, Texas. Get ready for your breakthrough. Let's go. Has anyone ever told you you'll never amount to anything? He gets it. Afraid to take that leap of faith to do what you really want to do in your life? Huh. He gets that too. Has something happened in your life where you feel like you have no one to turn to or nowhere to go? Maybe your boss has just gotten on your nerves all week. You just need to relax. He gets it. Pour yourself a glass and tune in. We're about to get it in. He gets the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th edition of He Gets It Podcast. And these weeks have been flying by. It seems like it was just yesterday. We were on our first week of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So we've grown, and you guys have seen us grow along the way. Yep. So here we are. And we're going to start off like we always do. I decided to fix myself an old-fashioned for number 10. He's out of the woods. <laughs> yep. Feels good. No more um, Gatorade for a while. Is it smooth? So going? smooth. <laughs> I've been waiting for that for weeks. You guys don't understand, but I'm doing so much better. Thanks, everybody, for all the well wishes and text messages and emails that I receive. Mm-hmm. Thanks for keeping me in your prayers. So I'm back, though. So here I am. Here we are to uh, give you guys an update on the Let's Talk Racism Challenge. Yes, yes. It's going very well. I mean, we've had so many people to um, reach out to us, asking us questions and things of that nature. So um, today is the fifth day, um, so everyone should be uh, participating in their groups. Um, uh, We are also participating, so... uh, I know I had my group discussion. Yep. And I have not yet because the people that I challenged needed to go back and see the rules and the (laughs) guidelines that we set forth for talking about racism, which is good. Exactly. Because they want to make sure that they're participating correctly. So um, they are going to, and I will be sure to update you guys once I'm done. So I'd like to hear more about your outcomes of your conversation since you did yours. Yeah, well, it was um, interesting. I mean, I learned a lot. Um, I believe one of the participants learned a a fair amount. Uh, The other, I don't think, not so much. I don't think she was too interested. But, um, you know, we talked about um, all of the questions. And, you know, we, we actually had real conversation and and deep conversation around all of those um, questions and uh, one specifically you know in which uh, my group members I had um, two um, 
white women involved in my conversa conversation. And so, um, you know, we were able to talk through some of these things. And, you know, they did admit to some biases. Well, one admitted to biases. The other was kind of just sort of stuck in. Um, wait, wait, wait. When you say stuck, that's, <laughs> I, I want the audience to know what does that mean? Cause, because I we was did. A, I was about to say. Yeah, but I want them. And I can tell you're kind of trying to be politically correct. I but, am trying to be But we we did correct. this. We did this to have those hard conversations so people can hear okay. honestly okay. and openly okay. what those conversations went like. Okay. Okay. Can I yeah, you can, but I just want you to be open and honest. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm about to. Okay, I'm about right. to, yeah. No, you're right. I was trying to be a little politically correct, but okay. Um, for instance, uh, we talked about, you know, the question where we ask about subtle racism. So um, I brought up the fact about how there are um, black hair products, and a lot of people don't even think about this. Black hair pro products in the store, you know, in a little box in their separate area, not with all of the other products. That in itself says that we're different, mm -hmm. you know. And so um, in me bringing that up, one of the other group members stated, oh, yeah, you know, she she understood where I was coming from because there was something dealing with a, um, um, a company chain in which they were locking um, African-American products up and they apologized for that and all of that good stuff. You all probably know what company I'm talking about. But the other participant said, well, those products are locked up because that's the products that are stolen the most. And we asked, well, how would you know that? You know, is that something that you are assuming and so she says, well, I would guess so. I'm, I used to be a security guard. Okay. You used to be a security <laughs> guard. However, is that something, do you have knowledge and proof that that is the reasoning behind that? And she could not. So do you feel, explain. do you, do you feel like automatically that she already had some biased opinion about yes. um, black people? Yes. And still in yes. because of the way she reacted to the question? Yes. Did you guys get an opportunity to go deeper or was well, it kind of over after that? Well, we tried to just share uh, more knowledge and explain. But uh, let me, for you, for those of you who are having these conversations, just know everyone is not going to be open to what um, you're saying. And that's okay. Because really what we're trying to do is we're trying to educate as much. You know, we're trying to get people out of their comfort zones and to think a little bit, you know, uh, more as to not not having that narrow uh, sense of thinking about things and being more open and thinking a little bit more out of the box of why certain issues may come about. So if you um, have a group member that, you know, just does not um, appear to, they don't necessarily have to agree because some things that they may bring to the table will be valid or are valid. But, um, you know, don't take it personally. You know, um, 
it, the conversations are to share and ultimately to come up with plans. Each individual um, uh, should come up with a plan on how they are going to dismantle racism. So, you know, if you have a group member who just doesn't feel like some one of the questions is, you know, uh, do you think racism exists? So if you ha have a group member who just doesn't feel that way, you know, it's not for you to change mm -hmm. their mind about things. Yep. It's just for you to educate and just hopefully, you know, as time goes on, that person will be able to uh, evolve. But yeah, and, yeah and, we had a pretty, <laughs> a pretty and, interesting <laughs> conversation. And so, and so, yeah, but so many times when people talk about racism, it always, and you have two people with opposing views, it always ends up in um, an argument. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, I'm not saying you yeah. did. I'm just saying the way that you handled it mm. was is the way that we would expect our viewers to handle yes, it. Yes, not yes. to get into that confrontation. If yeah. you see that it's going that way, then maybe move on to something else or give that person the opportunity to express their opinion. Mm -hmm. And if there's a conversation that needs to be had over that, then have it, but sometimes it's better to agree to disagree yeah, and yeah. move on instead of yeah. getting into a, an argument and nobody's going to learn anything at that point because everybody's shut down after the argument starts. No. And all you do is, you know, there's so many, uh, and that's why I asked, well, we asked that everyone educate themselves prior to going into uh, this challenge simply because, there's so much out there. Um, Carlos and I uh, were just talking the other day and we said, dog, you know, um, before we asked everyone to educate themselves on racism and prejudice, maybe we should ask everyone to go back to uh, reading and obtaining knowledge on um, the Civil War and the Reconstruction period because these are the times in which uh, things really reshaped um, African-Americans. Mm -hmm. And um, going into Jim Crow, that really reshaped. And, and when President uh, Woodrow Wilson was elected, that reshaped the Democratic Party. It reshaped mm -hmm. the way... Um, African-Americans were looked upon because uh, uh, there was a short period after slavery in which there were a lot of uh, African-Americans who were starting to um, do well and starting to do things for their community like W.E. Uh, du Bois, du Bois mm -hmm. and uh, people of that nature. And so um, during that Reconstruction period, that was going on, but then um, there was the presidency of Woodrow Wilson in which he was a white supremacist, in which everything that um, was done as far as the leeway that African Americans had, um, you know, had was just uh, torn apart. Mm. Um, so anyway, we're thinking after this challenge, uh, we're going to come up with something very um, educational where we want not just um, white people, we want black people to be informed because, you know, there's a lot of things that we have been learning yeah, over the years that we don't that we don't know. And we try to teach our kids as much as possible when we're reading things, when we're watching things. You know, PBS is such a great 
learning to, you know, uh, you can sit there and learn so much about history. And if you don't know history, you don't know anything because history is what brings us to the point to where we are now. And we can't talk about the now unless we know the history. Yep. And this challenge has helped me in some ways because not that I thought I knew everything about black history because there's a lot that I don't know. But for instance, um, in 1896, and I told you this because I found it amazing that in 1896 they started the whites only and the blacks only, uh, the separation of blacks and whites, the segregation and separate um, cars you drive or railroad cars to ride in, drinking fountains, restrooms, entrances to the back. That was in 1896, and that lasted all the way into the 1960s. Yes. And coming up, I never always heard about the the segregation and how it worked, but I never knew it was for such a long long period period of time. time. Yeah, and that just shocked me. And it, you know, when people talk about systemic racism and systemic effects, that is a systemic effect, and those things are still being dealt with today. Because it was, it's, it's happened longer than it hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. And we're still dealing with it as a people. So I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And I hope that everybody that participates in the challenge can also expand their knowledge on um, race and, and um, understanding what racism had looked like or what the black people had gone through. Not as a way to, to feel sorry for us, but to understand how it's affecting us even today. Exactly. The history. The history. Bottom line, history. And so at some point, we're going to do something about that. But we're, we're just so excited about this challenge and so excited about what we feel like everyone will learn during this period of time. So um, we do, uh, we had some questions. We had some people say, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a a, a a person of color I can talk to. That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> and that's exactly what we told them. That's a problem. It's it's not like that um, black people or white people or Indian, whoever, that they're not approachable. Uh-huh. And if you, it's it's hard work. And we said this when we started that this is going to be. Let's un- make the uncomfortable comfortable. comfortable. So you have to get to that uncomfortable stage first. In order to cross into comfortable, the the comfortable area, because you have to have those conversations with those people. I don't care if it's somebody in a coffee shop that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Approach them, let them know what you're partaking in, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, they'll want to do it because they get it. They understand that those conversations need to be had. And nine times out of ten, they want, want to, to talk about it, but there's just not an avenue and nobody to talk to it with. So give them the opportunity. Approach them. The worst they can say is no. And then you move on to the next person in the coffee shop. Yeah, so we've been trying to be politically correct by saying try harder. But no, it's not try harder. That's a problem. That's a problem. (laughs) Hashtag that's a problem. (laughs) And, And you know the next part after you have the conversations is about reflecting. That's something you need to reflect on because if, if you, there's not a person of color that you feel like you can approach, then, yeah, you need to kind of look yep. at that yep. and uh, maybe expand your uh, base of friends.
are not just say acquaintances. friends, acquaintances. Yeah. You know, just people you know. One one positive thing that's come out of this um, that we discussed a little earlier, um, even though I hadn't done my challenge yet because my friends are still trying to get working. Into yeah, working into the, the groove. <laughs> we were contacted by a young lady. That wants to be a guest on our podcast to discuss white privilege. And Tatum and I have been struggling on how we were going to approach this topic because it's, you know, white people don't like to to be called out and um, showing that they have this white privilege. And we know that. So that's a fine line to walk. But when she approached us and said white privilege exists, it's a real thing. And she wants to talk about it. She wants to talk about how she's used her white privilege in certain situations. Mm-hmm. We can't speak on white privilege only from our perspective, mm-hmm. but for a, a white female to actually want to tell her story about white privilege and what that looks like, we were so excited because, number one, we didn't have to try and define it and explain it. And number two, that's somebody that really wants to affect change and use their life experiences and the things that they've done and the realization of the white privilege and explain it to people from her perspective. And I think that's fantastic. So we'll have her on in a couple of weeks. Um, we have so many people who have reached out and they want to be on the podcast. So there are so, so many people we're trying to get lined up and we have lined up. So uh, she'll be on the podcast really soon. I mm-hmm. don't know, maybe not next week, but maybe the following the week. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, so when it comes to the challenge, remember, guys, it's a 28-day challenge. You know, uh, like Carlos said, you know, if you have not started, that's fine. Just uh, go back to the orientation video, and that way you can um, uh, go back and understand exactly what we're doing, the instructions on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can do it as many times as you like. Um, we're not saying this is something that you do once and you're done and you're over with because at the end of it, you have some work to do. You know, um, for uh, my group, that's where we are. We've had the conversation and everything, but now we're going, uh, we're putting in place what work each of us will, well, it's two of, <laughs> it's two of us. <laughs> the third one won't, won't she be won't doing participate. any work. Okay. She made that clear. Make it. She made clear. it clear. <laughs> Without making it clear, she made it clear. So anyway, we're going to um, put uh, on paper what we're going to do, what work we're going to do to help dismantle racism. And don't forget, guys, we want this. We want everyone to know about this. So make sure you're utilizing the hashtag Let's Talk Racism Challenge. Hashtag Let's Talk Racism Challenge. Yep. And for you business owners, um, people that uh, we we are taking this on full bore and we've developed a diversity and inclusion training that we would like to um, extend to you guys if you're a staff or if you feel like that your company is not representing the community that you're in, we have this this training that we've developed that we would love to come in and work with you guys um, to help well, implement different diversity and inclusion um, 
processes. Yeah, and once COVID is over, and, and we're also looking at other things like virtual trainings mm-hmm. and um, online type deals. So yeah. yeah, if that's something that you all are looking for, you know, we are definitely the people who can help out. Yeah, and you have to that. be, you know, it's it's hard work, and it's yeah. it's it's not something that we, you know, our our training consists of one once a quarter where we come in and and do something that deals with diversity and inclusion. So um, like Tatum said, it's not a one-time thing and then it's over. It's something that has to be, um, the surface has to be scratched several times until we get to the root of what the problem is and and help um, fix those problems. So um, hit us up. (laughs) And I think this is great. We've gotten some great feedback and I think people are really excited about being able to talk about this in a safe environment Mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. voice their opinions without backlash or yeah. um, arguing. So yeah. exactly. you guys keep up the good work. Exactly. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing and inspiring you guys and educating you the best we can. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it. You guys have no idea this is a, the highlight of our week. And we, uh, we, definitely we is. continue yeah. to do it, and we're learning as we go. And you guys just stay on that roller coaster with us. At some point, it's going to end, but we don't know where. So stay on for the long haul. <laughs> oh, oh, we didn't do our shout outs. Oh, yeah. So I have one. Um, I'd like to no, shout out. Two. The other one was yours. The one that I had was <laughs> Coach Paul Breitbach. Shout out. Hey, um, I have a story about this guy. When I was in high school, he, he rode my ass, and I thought that he was just the worst person in the world. And I realized after I got older and we had a conversation that he saw something in me that he was not going to let me be average. So he rode me and he rode me. And I thank him for that because he gave me the inspiration to make it through some tough times because people will do and say some real mean things to you. But he thickened my skin in high school to deal with some of those things. And at the time I didn't see it, but now Coach Breitbach, thank you. Shout <laughs> and, out. And the other one was Who? yours. Who? Your cousin Dan. Oh. <laughs> Dan Honore. Cousin. Shout out, man. You give us some great he's, advice. He's and yeah, that is mine. Since day one. Since day one. Day he's, one. At, he's at work listening to our podcast. <laughs> so Dan Honore. Keep it up. Keep responding and giving us what feedback you can is valued. And uh, we value everybody's support and love. um, And with that being said, with that being said, see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Bye. See you. Bye. Signing off.